Please be seated. If you're watching us online and this is your first time, thank you for joining us today. We believe that your life will not remain the same again. In other words, your life will have been transformed by the word of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you for coming today. Greeting. I will announce to you We pray that the peace and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be multiplied upon you and your household in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you clap those beautiful hands for Jesus? God is amazing. Amazing Father. I got to church. I had, I had you know, tried to, you know, give a flesh to what God had laid on my heart to talk about this evening. I had prepared and I was ready. Wow. The song was on. I just, uh, God just said something else to me, and uh, God is awesome in His ways. And I, so I trust God. I see. Amen. This is better. Technical people, they have a way of... uh... Okay. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right, so uh, we looked at this, you know, he he took ill, he, he... there was an envoy from Babylon and, you know, Ezekiah opened his treasury. Can you still hear me? Okay, we are good. Hallelujah. So we 
we've looked at his life in a way and um, about what looks like the sh- his shortcoming or his weakness. He, he opened up his treasury, his armory, to visitors and then instruction came tr- to him through you got careless and so you'll be punished for being careless meaning that at some point uh, you'll be your children will be taken to Babylon all the things your father had worked for will be taken into the and stuff like that and of course we know that the last 15 years of his life he fathered Manasseh who was the the weakest, the most wicked, I beg your pardon, king. Of course, he repented and stuff like that. But our attention today is not on all of that. We are looking at Ezekiah being a good king. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in the book of in the book of Second Kings, chapter eighteen, verse five, says Ezekiah trusted the Lord. In fact, uh, the Bible says like him, the king of Judah, either before him or after him. Second Kings chapter 18 verse 5. The Bible speaks to us that Ezekiah trusted in the Lord and the God of Israel. Therefore, let me just ask the media. It looks like it goes off sometimes. I should continue. All right, okay, thank you. So, if you had been asked before now that who was the greatest king in Israel or in Judah at that time, I'm sure Solomon might have come to your mind. Is that okay? David must have come to your mind. David being a man that was, you know, the apple of God's eyes as the Bible described him and stuff like that. But it was said of Ezekiah that there was none like him, neither before him, nor after him. So it will be correct for us to agree tonight that Ezekiah was the best king. Because he trusted in the Lord. I just try to imagine the level of trust that he had in God. To have been considered that he, he was just the best of all kings of all time. What we are looking at tonight is how can we rest in God's promise? Or how can we live a carefree life, if you want to put it that way? Uh, You know, of course, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, we should not worry. Because worry does no good to us. It says, uh, which of you, out of all your worries can really solve your problems. So worry cannot add to your height. Neither can 
Worry hard to your age. Worry has its implications, meaning that it deters us from trusting the Lord. It, it, it could also affect our well-being. It could affect our health. And then we become fearful. And that's a device that the devil uses most of the time, which is against uh, the way God has formed us. He says that he hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. But I assure you that the moment you begin to worry, fear will begin to set in. More or less like it is the forerunner for fear. You worry about tomorrow, worry about the present problems, worry about what to eat, what to wear, worry about your career. Uh, the Bible didn't say to us that we should not think about those things. Or we should not plan. But we are not to worry. Because the Bible says that they hear they don't gather the people, but yet God feed them. How much more you that has the ability to plan and to pray. To trust the Lord just like Ezekiah did. I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. As a matter of fact, I would like to read from verse 4 to 7. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And in verse 6 it says, Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. So, in other words, we get the action point for Jesus' word in the gospel. It says, do not worry. Do not be anxious. So, what are we supposed to do in lieu of worry? Of course, trust God. Of course, plan. But more importantly is this. When you read verse Six, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Instead of worry, instead of anxiety, pray with thanksgiving. Let your supplication be known to God. Let your request and your concerns be known to God. We know a song that says, Oh, what a privilege uh, to carry everything to God in prayer. And also, what a privilege we forfeit when we don't pray. What a privilege to forfeit. What a peace we often forfeit. Something like that. Yeah, really. All because carry everything to God in prayer. I'm sure a number of us here, if, you have, if, you have, if I ask you, that have you planned before? Your answer would be yes. Right? Some of your plans that did not work out. 
Your answer will definitely be yes. In other words, we can, but it's still the Lord that makes the final decision. Proverbs 16. So when you plan and it does not work out, what are you supposed to do? You'll be Because what didn't come to pass might just be that God was just saving your life. You may not even know. Have you been in a situation where you just something happened and then you just, ah, thank God that it, don't, it didn't happen as I have planned. Have you been there? If you have been there, raise your hands. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. And so we look at the life, how this played out in the life of Ezekiah. So open your Bible to the book of 2 Kings chapter 18. 2 Kings chapter 18. So, um, when you read the opening uh, part, which tells us when Ezekiah became king, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. I'm just going to read very quickly. Now it came to pass in the third year of Oshia, the son of Ella, king of Israel, that Ezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king. And so when you read verse 14, verse 3. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his, that his father David had done. Verse 4. He removed high places and broke the sacred pillars. Cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Neushtan. You remember the the uh, Moses rod, the the, the 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 serpent stuffs and all of that. It had come to a point where they have made a god. They have made a god of the bronze serpent that Moses made they began to worship it and so when Ezekiel became king he broke all these things down and in verse 6 verse 5 he trusted in the Lord God of Israel 
so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him. Departed. The Bible. So irrespective of what Hezekiah had faced in his life, he never departed from following the Lord. Challenges of life should not stop us from trusting God. The storms of life, the, the, the wealth and the whatever you might consider good also, should not stop us from following the Lord. Should not be a gap between ourselves and God. The Bible says that woe unto them whose God, whose belly has become their God. Whose comfort of life, money, power, fame has become their God. Worship, money is not meant to be worshipped. Neither should we, you know, just make power a parity over God. Bible says Ezekiah trusted in God. He kept God's commandment. The Lord was with, was with him, was with him. He prospered wherever he went. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. He subdued the Philistines as far as Gaza and his territory from watchtower to fortified city. But sadly, at some point, as a matter of fact, in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of verse 9, uh, an event happened. We read in verse 11. I'm just trying to paraphrase some stuff like that. Zenacherib waged war against Judah. He wanted to take over, take them captives and stuff like that. And so... Uh, uh, you get to verse 13 which is we, are, we must pay attention to two things that he did that he should not have done which is what most of us do sometimes and I hope that from today God will open our eyes to see and we will uh, stop from f- facing life issues in that way or living our lives in that manner so verse 13, just turn your Bibles to verse 13 of 2 Kings 18. And in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, Zenacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. Hezekiah was king of Judah. Then Hezekiah, the king of Judah, sent to king of Assyria at Lachish, saying, I have done... I have done wrong... Turn away from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will pay. And so the king of Assyria assessed Hezekiah's king of Judah. 
300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. So it was 15. Ezekiah gave all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house. At that time, Ezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars which Ezekiah king of Judah had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. What was he trying to do? He was trying to negotiate his peace. He stripped out all hoping that just let me go. Just leave me alone. Do we try to bribe our way through circumstances of life sometimes? Just tell me the cost I'll pay. Just, just leave me alone. The Bible says that my peace I give unto you not as the world giveth. What we should desire the most is the peace of God. He gave the gold, he gave the silver, he gave the bronze. But yet, if you read further, in verse 17, by the time you begin to read, that still didn't stop Zenacharyl. The second thing he did was he formed an alliance with the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh. Let me just point our eyes to that very quickly. It's a long verse and I cannot read from the beginning to the end. In verse 19, let me read from verse 19. Then, Rapsh Rabshake, it's a Greek name, so you pardon the way I pronounced it, said to them, Say now to Ezekiah, thus says the great king, the king of Assyria. What confidence in this in which you trust? You speak of having plans and power for war, but they are mere words. And in whom do you trust that you rebel against me? Now look, you are trusting in the staff of this broken reed, Egypt, on which if a man leans, it will go, it will go into his hands and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who trust in him. So in other words, he, could, might, he, he possibly forged an alliance with Pharaoh. Which is what we do too sometimes. We just look at it. We just put our trust in human. And most of the time we are met with disappointment. Oh, and I trusted my uncle. And I trusted my aunt. Thinking they will be able to give me counsel. Thinking they will be able to help me out of my challenges. Thinking they will be able to even provide comfort for me. Oh, my best friend. Oh, my father. Oh, my mother. 
they are just mere mortal. What they have possibly given to you is the best that they could offer. The best of man, like my father would say, Pastor Taiwo, the best of man is still man and it's at, at, at his I want you to drop the pain, the hurt that you have met from people just because you feel that they could do something for you and they refused. Whatever they have given you is the best that they could offer. Whether it is nothing at all, it's the best that they could offer. You want to live peacefully? You want to have rest of mind? You don't have to trust people. Who says they will be here tomorrow? Some of us can, you can recount or count your deals of disappointment. Sometimes your business partner, you forged an alliance and you were just betrayed. Sometimes we make man our confidence. And whatever it is you tell them, just you are even it is the fourth party that is reporting the matter again to you. And you say, but I have trusted this fellow. No matter what we go through in life, we must learn to trust God the most. We must learn to pray to him. We must learn to talk to him like our father. As a matter of fact, he is our father. He listens to every pain, every beat of your heart. He knows. Isn't it? Rib responded. You are trusting, you are forging an alliance with a king, a broken reed. Never forget that there is no one without a challenge. Even the person you are looking up to for help has a, has a, for a financial help also has, he possibly has financial problems too. Just as shoes are in sizes, yours could be 1,000, his own could be 1 million. And so you wonder, but I think you should be able to help me. But he, he or she is possibly going through a tough time too. It could be that the banks are after him. You, you may not know. We have Holy Spirit, don't we? Who can teach us all things? Sometimes you are confused of what to do. You turn to God. First, ask God, what shall I? You remember David, right? 
David returned to Ziglag and everything has been stolen. Everything was taken. Men, women, children, the house burnt. The people, they cried until they had no strength in them. They wanted to kill David out of anger. What did he do? He requested to speak. He said, bring me the effort. I want to speak to the Lord. I am confused. I want to know what to do. But a lesson from that story also. When it, it was clear that it should go, right? They found an Egyptian slave who was with the Amalekite, who got sick three days before and was left to die. What did he do? He gave the poor boy who was about to die food. They gave him food and drink until he regained his strength. And they asked him what happened. So he narrated the story. And he said, swear, swear that you will not kill me. What was at play? Compassion. Compassion. No matter what you are going through, be compassionate. Be kind. Be good. You remember that when you look at the book of Genesis, the word good appeared seven times. And after man was created, the Bible says that, and God saw that it was very good. That all that he had created was very good. The other ones were, and God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. And all of that. But after man was created, God says, this is very good. In other words, that, I don't want to go into that. That was what we were supposed to do today anyway. But the good is a, a reflection of creation correctness and quality. Be kind. It's an expression that comes from the heart. It's also a reflection of your maker that you are supposed to have. Goodness supposed to be part of your DNA as a child of God. And so, a lot of things happened. But turn your Bibles to 2 Kings 19 also, just the next chapter. If you read from If you read from verse 4 or let me just read verse 5. Let me start from verse 5. So the servant of King Isaiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said to them, Thus shall say 
to your master, thus says the Lord. Do not be afraid of the words of which you have heard. There was a lot of threats, you know, they just wanted to take over the city by the king of Assyria and the Caribbean and stuff like that. And so Ezekiel prayed, and the word of the Lord came to him through the prophet. And in verse 7, surely I will stand, I will send the spirit upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Even after that prophecy, there was a threat letter as well. Even after he had prayed. So, the lesson is this. We must also have a consistent lifestyle of prayer. Even if, even if it looks as if you are praying and the threat hasn't stopped. And what you're trusting God for hasn't happened. That is not enough for you to stop praying. God's word, God's promise for us, they are yea and amen. Every good thing that God has said to you, every prophecy that you know and that you have read from the pages of the scriptures concerning you, your life and your destiny, it's going to happen. Even if it looks as if it's not, it doesn't, the situation of things doesn't look like it now, keep praying. I will encourage you to read. Let me read verse 8. Then Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libna. For he had heard that he had departed from Lachish. And the king heard concerning, oh, so many names here. Taraka, king of Ethiopia. Look, he has come out to make war with you. So he, he again sent messenger to Ezekiel saying, Thou shalt shall speak to Ezekiel, king of Judah, saying, Do not let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you. Saying, Jerusalem shall not be given unto the hand of king of Assyria. Look, you have heard what the king of Assyria have done to all lands by utterly destroying them. And shall you be delivered? Even after the prophecy. Can you imagine someone saying that don't let God deceive you. The God in whom you trust. Don't let God deceive you. Still boasting. That looks as if the, way, the, the battle has been won already, isn't it? You, you imagine, how could someone say that don't let God deceive you? That looks too heavy. And so, the, the mountain is staring at your face and saying, see, you are going to die in this situation. Verse 12. Have the gods of the nations delivered those whom my fathers have destroyed? Gozan and Aaron, Rezef, 
and the people of Eden who were in Telisar. Where is the king of Hama, king of Hapad, and the king of the city of, of uh, Sababim, Ina, and Eva? So he began to recount the cities that they have destroyed. He said, don't you think they also have gods too? Just the same way my father had destroyed these cities. We are going to destroy you too. Because their gods have deceived them. He began to recount their victory. Little did he know that the God that was with Ezekiah is greater than all other gods. The one that no one creates. The one that sits Upon the throne that can never be dethroned. He, he himself is the kingmaker. That's the God you serve. That's the same God you have. So worry not. You can be carefree with him. You can trust him to the end. You can trust that everything that he has said he will fulfill. Is not a man that should, that should lie. I don't care what is, what is, no matter their number. Even your, even if it is your health, God is able to heal. The cross is not devoid of healing power. Even your finance, you have tried all that you. You can your business, you have tried all that you can, and it looks as if things are not working. Maybe you think the policies are not working for you. You are about to give up. But remember that you have a God that will not give up on you. Verse 14. And Ezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messenger and read it. And Ezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and what? Oh, you are reading it. That's fantastic. And he received the letter from the hand of the messenger and he read it or he read it as the case may be. And Ezekiah went up to the house of the Lord. Where did he go to? Where did he go to? Because he wanted to pray. You don't necessarily have to bring it to church if you want to bring your request to church. It's okay. But more importantly was he went to, his, to a place of prayer and he spread it before the Lord. I, I just imagine, I, just try to picture how that scene will have looked like. Remember, books, those letters those days were not... Uh, just short, short notes that we have today. And he just where do in your time of trouble. Then Ezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, 
You are God. You alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and the earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see and hear the words of Zinnacherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. In other words, it's not about me. It's not about just winning a war and becoming a, a famous king or the mightiest king of all. So when God wins battle for you, it's not what you should take pride in, but what you should give glory. You should give all the glory. Return all the glory back to him. It's about him anyway. Always about him. Then again, that again should also help us to ask ourselves this question. What is the motive behind that which you seek? To be famous? Or that the glory of the Lord should be made known? Let's learn from his life. Says, which has bring reproach to the living God. Verse 17. Truly, Lord, the king of Assyria, have laid waste the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire for they were not gods. But the work of men's hands, wood and stones, therefore they destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, I pray, save us from his hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God. You alone. You alone. Is God the only God of your life? What other th- whatsoever that takes parity over God in your life has become your God. Money, shoes, clothes, cars, houses. If that takes parity over your service to God, over loving God and returning all glory back to Him, Sometimes it could even be your skills and your gift. If those things take priority over God in your life, they have become your God. We should live our lives daily prioritizing God. It should not be that when we have troubles, that's when we run to God. You know, we say, we say, uh, he is my go-to person. Challenge, I run to him. He's, she's always sorting me out. Or when I need counsel, I, it's my go- she, I just run to him. I can always trust Pastor Toby. She will give me a good counsel. Anytime I have trouble, when I go to her, she gives me money. God should not be your go-to person. Occasionally. It should be the person that you go to on a daily basis. Don't run to God because of challenges. When things are good, praise Him. All the days of your life, trust Him. Honor Him. Ways shall be established. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. In other words, God should not depart from your life. 
and then you can live a carefree life. God is gracious and good. But if you have tasted of the goodness of the Lord, you must also in loving him the more. We sing, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. All your life too, are you trusting him? Are you also faithful in your service to him? Are you a faithful steward? Some of us will make a decision and when things are bad, how we just... We just, God, sometimes, will you just look at all your plans and ask, where is God in all of these things? If you cannot find God, you need to pray again and then plan. I, I, I trust God. He will be inside that plan. Verse 35. God answers prayers. And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out. In other words, this did not happen a day after Ezekiah prayed. Possibly the threat continued. Because if it happened the following day, the Bible have said the following day, but the Bible says that it came to pass at a certain night. Meaning that there were other nights of threat. The angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when the people arose in the morning, there were corpses, all dead. So Zennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went away, returned home, and remained at Nineveh. Now it came to pass, as he was worshipping in the temple of Neshrosh, his god, that his son, Adramelech, Adramelech, and Sheriza struck him down with a sword. And they escaped into the land of Ararat. Then Isahedon, his son, reigned in his place. And that was the end of... That was the end of... I prophesy to you, the Lord will fight your battles. In the name of Jesus Christ, Ezekiel didn't need to fight. He held his peace. The Lord came and killed a number of the Assyrians. And they just carried all their wahala. And the, of course, if the king is no more there, what would the subjects be doing? They had to follow their king. And that was the end of the Remember, Ezekiah taught gold will work. 
he had initially thought that his alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, will work. But all that failed. What will not fail us is God. I mean, who will not fail us is God. Every other thing can fall. As a matter of fact, they can utterly fall. They can, it can be a big fall. But God does not fail. He cannot fail you. When you trust the Lord this way, when you live a life of consistent prayer, trusting the Lord that you can live a life that is free of anxiety, a life that is free of worries, knowing that the Lord has got your back. Say to your neighbor, the Lord has got my back. I cannot fail. God does not disappoint. He doesn't. I have seen, I've experienced the goodness of the Lord in my life over and over again. And I'm sure you have by the time you begin to count your blessings. One of the ways, let me just add this to this also. To what I've said, you know, all, also learn to recount God's goodness in your this will help you to trust God the more. David says, the Lord God that helps me to kill the lion and the bear will also slay this uncircumcised Philistine for his name's sake. Things are not working that you're trusting God for. Think about The Lord bless his word in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Bible study. All the things that I've been saying since morning. Can somebody summarize it for me? Praise God. Um, it teaches us how to trust in the Lord, even in the deepest circumstances. When there is no one around us, we should just look up unto Him because He's the only one who can answer prayer. Even when it looks as if the prayer is not answering, He can never fail us at all points in time. So we should learn how to trust in the Lord. Okay. It's the trusting God and not just to serve God occasionally. And it should not just make him as a go-to person. And also how to learn to recount our goodness. Go to person. No, like not to just go to him when we need help. Yes, okay. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Can we give her a round of applause, please? Any other person? Praise God. Hallelujah. I think what I learned from there is most, he tried to gain peace by giving sliver and gold, mm. which he didn't gain the peace. The only peace is when he went on his knee to spread out the issue to God. So it's only God that gives peace. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Clap your hands for him, please. Yeah, I think uh, there was another thing is also not to trust. Okay, we said trust God and not mortal men. Okay, you want to say something? Yeah, um, from another perspective is that our relationship with God, that's what I pick. Our relationship with God enhances our trust in Him. Okay. Like our daily um, meditation, our daily conversation with God and all that. That's another thing I pick. Thank you so much. Uh, let me just buttress that point uh, because it's very vital. Uh, when, if I meet... Share, we're just meeting, right? We've never met before. Um, maybe you don't even like me the first time, but I communicate with you consistently. Uh, you, there, there is a part of me that you begin to see. So, communication also helps us to communicating with, with you will help me. In knowing more about you, it will enhance my knowledge of you. I mean, I've said this before. I'm sure when Pastor Toby, when you met Pastor Tunde, you started talking. Perhaps it wasn't a love at first sight. <laughs> so uh, when we communicate with God, the more we communicate with Him, the more of Him we know, the more of His person we know, and the the more we experience his love. God is always ready to pour out his love to us. His, his arms are wide open, always want us to enjoy his goodness and his presence. As much as you... The, the, the reality is this. God wants you to come to him more than you want to go to God. He is always looking forward to our return, to that quiet time to, of, 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 of conversation with him. You remember that king, the, the parable of the prodigal son? The Bible tells us that from afar, he recognized his son. Even though the son was not looking like his son, he had suffered. I, I just... It wasn't a coincidence that he saw his son from afar. He possibly was looking out every day. He must have spent a lot of his time looking from afar that I know that one day my son is going to return. It wasn't a coincidence that he, he was the first. Why was he the first person to know that his son was returning? Because he must have taken the position of his throne, watching from afar with expectation that my son will return one day. That's how God is to us. Every day he looks forward to your coming. So the day we don't return to him or the day we don't go to him, perhaps he just feels, oh, why? I, I wish you know how much love I have towards you. It doesn't matter 
how messy your situation is. It doesn't matter how far you are from God right now. Maybe you don't even know him. It does not matter. He looks forward to your return because he paid a price for that. The price of his son. All heads bow right now. No matter how bad your situation I want you to just return home tonight. I come to you. I open up my heart. The Bible says that he is always knocking at the door of our heart. Even when you close the door on Jesus many times over, he will always return to knock the door. Trust him tonight. Say, Lord, I come home tonight. Help me to stand. Help me to know you more and more. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus. More of you. I want more of you. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus. More of you. I want you to pray to the Lord, feel me. Feel me over and over again. Quench my thirst, O God. I'm hungry for you, Lord. I want to live my life exemplifying your goodness. I want to live my life trusting you, not making any other thing God over you, Lord. Not riches of this world, not silver, not gold, not man, mere mortal, but you, the immortal God. Maybe, Lord, I, I possibly have replaced your position, maybe with fame, maybe with skills, maybe with wisdom, maybe with knowledge. Maybe with network, maybe with my career, Lord. Possibly souls. Search me through and through, Father. Forgive me, Lord. I return home tonight. I want to be carefree with you. I haven't done all that you will beat me, Father. Learning from you daily and trusting you above all things. Not having any other God beside you. This is my heart cry. Because I know that you look forward daily for my return. Thank you, glorious Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you clap those hands for Jesus?